0: with his tricorn cap and his post-horn looped on his shoulder. The man at the window is called Adam. He is not yet thirty. The young son of an elderly father, product, as he once overheard that twice-married father say, with a sardonic laugh, of my second coming. Idly he admires the dense, mud-purple shadows under the trees. A kind of smoke hovers ankle-deep on the grey-seeming grass. Everything is different at this hour. An early blackbird flies across at a slant, swiftly from somewhere to somewhere else, its lacquered wing catching an angled glint of sunlight, and he cannot but think with a pang of the early worm. He fancies he can hear faintly the fleet-winged creature's piping panic note. Gradually now... He is becoming aware of something he cannot identify. A tremor that is all around, as if the air itself were quaking. It grows more intense. Alarmed, he takes a soft step backwards into the protective dimness of the room. Clearly, he can hear the sluggish thudding of his heart. A part of his mind knows what is happening, but it is not the part that thinks. Everything is a tremble now. Some small mechanism behind him in the room—he does not look, but it must be a clock—sets up in its innards an urgent, silvery tinkling. The floorboards creak in trepidation. Then from the left the thing appears, huge, blunt-headed, nudging its way blindly forward and rolls to a shuddering halt and stands there in front of the trees, gasping clouds of steam. The lights are still on in the carriages. They make the dawn draw back a little. There are bent heads in the long windows, like the heads of seals. Are they all asleep? And the conductor with his ticket thing is going up an aisle, clambering along hand over hand from seat back to seat back, as if he were scaling a steep incline. The silence round about is large and somehow aggrieved. The engine gives a testy snort, seeming to paw the earth. Why it should stop at this spot every morning, no one in the house can say. There is not another dwelling for miles, the line is clear in both directions, yet just here is where it halts. His mother has complained repeatedly to the railway company, and once even was moved to write to someone in the government, but got no reply for all the renown of her husband's name. I would not mind, she will say in a tone of mild sorrow, what noise it made going past, after all, your father, in his wisdom, insisted on a setting up home practically on the railway line, but the stopping is what wakes me. A dream that he dreamt in the night returns to him, a fragment of it. He was dashing through the dust of immemorial battle, bearing something in his arms, large but not heavy, a precious but burdensome cargo. What was it? and all about him were the mass of warriors bellowing and the ringing clash of swords and spears, the swish of arrows, the creak and crunch of chariot wheels, a venerable sight, an antique war. Thinking of his mother, he listens for her step above him, for he knows she is awake. Though the house is large and rambling, the floors are mostly of polished bare boards, and sounds travel easily and far. He does not want to deal with his mother just now. Indeed, he finds it always awkward to deal with her. It is not that he hates or even resents her, as so many mortal sons are said to resent and hate their mothers. They should try dealing with our frenzied and vindictive dams up here on Misty, Mount Olympus. Only he does not think she is like a mother at all. She is absurdly young, hardly twenty years older than he is, and seems all the time to be getting younger, or at least not older, so that he has the worrying sensation of steadily catching up on her. She too appears to be aware of this phenomenon, and to find it not at all strange. In fact, since he was old enough to notice how young she is, he has detected now and then, or imagines he has detected a certain tight-lipped briskness in her manner towards him, as if she were impatient for him to attain some impossible majority, so that, coevals at last, they might turn arm in arm and set out together into a future that would be, what, fatherless now for him and for her, husbandless. For his father...